Thanks for listening to the Vertical Student Ministries podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by what you hear. Hey, leaders, welcome back to our Vertical Leadership Podcast. We are so glad that you guys are listening, taking the time out of your day to invest in yourself. Uh, We have a special guest with us today. We have Reverend Pastor Saint, good-looking man, Pastor Jared with us, all the way from California. How are you doing, Pastor Jared? I'm doing great. Um, I'd add apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist as wow. well to all those <laughs> titles. Um, I'm also a I apologize. Father, I apologize. father of five children. That's right. And uh, speaking of children, Pastor John, we I think I have a prophetic word for you um, that you need. <laughs> no, I think that's not for me, <laughs> no, probably. false prophet. Yeah, that's probably okay, the false right, prophet. Right. You might want to take the prophet <laughs> off the title there. I noticed the building's a non-profit organization. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'll step out. Okay. Come on, false prophet. Cool. So we're going to cover uh, the the next three uh, things in five ways leaders can stand out. Uh, The last podcast, we covered the first two, which were declare it and practice it. Um, As a leader, if you want to be a leader that stands out, you have to declare vision. You have to declare uh, where you're moving, where you're going, and then you have to practice it. You have to begin to practically put those things in place. It's not enough just to have vision or declare vision, but what does that look like? How are we going to accomplish this vision? How are we going to practice this vision? Uh, and so today we're going to cover the last three, and the first one that we're going to cover of the last three is track it. Pastor Jared, what are your thoughts on track it? Yes, thank you, Pastor Jonathan. I'm doing. <laughs> is that your full name? No, it's not. It's, it's just, just John. John. Yep, J O H N. Jonathan is like J O N. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep. I think your parents should have changed it to Jonathan. They like like John the Baptist. You <laughs> yeah. Know, like, oh, John the Baptist. Yeah. He's good too. I think that's why they did. But I like know. Jonathan, David's friend, and everything. Oh, I kind of do cool. like that better now. All right. I'll talk to my parents about Except that. Except part of him dying and stuff like that. But yeah, anyways, that's true. Thanks a lot. So uh, part of the ways that I track growth is actually I have a reminder that goes off in my phone every week that says what book am I reading. Everything everybody's heard, That's leaders cool. are readers. So I continually want to invest in my life, um, reading different materials. I read the Bible constantly, but I'm also looking at leadership books, um, leadership podcasts. But it's just a simple reminder: as life gets busy, I'm trying to invest in myself, and as I invest in myself, I invest in others. <clears throat> also, yeah, uh, I like that. just making sure that you know you have people in your life as well. Part of growing is. Uh, being able to have people that you process with, that you allow them to speak into your life, that you're receiving feedback from. Sometimes as uh, leaders, we only want to isolate or only bring in the people that are cheering us on. Yeah, that are only make us saying, feel good. Yeah, the, the ones that are giving us the loud amens or the ones that are patting us on the back. But I like to invite the, the people in my life that yeah. are actually going to see my blind spots that are committed to not only uh, the giftings I have, but my areas of weakness yeah, that's and good. helping me improve. Um, also, I'd say this is whatever your craft is, if you're in business, if you're in uh, college, whatever you're doing um, currently as a leader, um, refine that. So currently, I live, um, I'm a communicator, so I'm always listening to preaching. Um, I'm always looking at ways that I could refine it, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> looking at the, lead, uh, the relationships that are in my life and how, how, how have I grown in my influence. You yeah. know? And in my uh, last year, I look at what I've been doing with my life, and I look at this year, and I go, okay, have I grown? Have I, you know, is my influence larger? Have I been reaching more people? Yep. Um, also, I'd say this is, um, you know, am I hungrier? Am I more desperate for God currently as a pastor than I was a year before? Yeah. And that's one way that I like to track growth is, or have I settled? Have I hit cruise yeah, control? Have I 
gotten complacent in some areas. And so those are just some things that kind of stand out to me. Yeah, I love that because it it kind of goes, I mean, you give practical things with like the cell phone thing. And, you know, that's such a practical thing that we can do. Um, You know, I remember when I was in high school and I was reading, um, you know, the scripture that says pray without ceasing. And so I'm trying so hard, like trying my best. Okay, throughout high school, I just want to pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. I go throughout the day, I get to the end of the day and be like, crap, I forgot to pray without ceasing today, <laughs> you know, like just get to the, the bedtime prayer. Um, and so what I did is I started putting reminders in my phone. So every hour and a half, a reminder would go off that just said stop and pray. And it was just such a practical, like, way. Um, and within a month or so, it just became second nature in a sense to where yeah. just throughout the day, it was because I had taken the time to um, actually use that practical side of things. But then also the spiritual side of things, you know, to where um, – you know, if you have the vision, if you have an idea and, and ways to track that, how are we getting there? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, because a lot of times with vision, it's not it's not a vision that you have and then the next week you've accomplished that vision. And so you have to begin to, to track those things and lay those things out. Um, you know, I think of like a timeline of, you know, in a year and a half, this is where we want to be. But here are the steps that we're going to take in five months. Here are the yeah. steps that we're going to take in six months. If, if we're here in six months, that means we're halfway to the end vision, the end goal that we want to get to. Um, and so it just kind of sets up good, healthy um, tracks of, of where you're going and, and how you're getting there. And I think sometimes as, as leaders, we're maybe fearful to set those up because what happens if we don't reach it? Mm-hmm. What happens if we don't get to that, that first goal that we wanted to along the way, um, you know, to the end vision? Um, but I think, you know, that's just one of the, the important things that we have to do as leaders is is be okay with that. Be okay with the thought of failure. I mean, any God-sized dream or vision, there's that fear of failure. You know, there's a fear of there's no way I can do this without God. Um, but we have to begin to track it. Otherwise, it, it won't happen, yeah, that's you know, good. if we're not tracking along the way. I'd also, I would also add, too, that when you were setting those reminders in your phone to remind yourself to pray, a perfect oh, song boy. to go with that. I just see your MC smile. Hammer song, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You've got to pray just to make it today. So everybody over 30 would get that. So it's <laughs> a great one. I mean, I know MC Hammer, but... That's about it. <laughs> cool. The next one is coach it. Pastor Jared, your wisdom, your knowledge. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're going to have people around your life that are going to be somewhat um, followers, people that are in your inner circle. I'd like to, you know, anybody that will be willing to listen, you know, is is a, someone that you can start coaching. Mm. Um, you're going to have people that as a, as a pastor, as a communicator, you have an audience that's already built in that are naturally hearing from you. They're going to yeah. be forced to sometimes. But then you're going to have like an inner circle of, of people and a community around you. And those are the people that I, I try to invest in the most that are ones that are hungry, they're they're faithful, they're available. They're wanting it. They're yeah, seeking they're, it they're out. They're actually, yeah. you know, listening. And, they, and you can see fruit in the evidence yeah. of them receiving from what you're saying. Yeah. Um, uh, I like to invest in people um, with courage. There, I feel like there's a lack of courage in people's lives. There's so much fear. Fear sells more than anything out there. Mm-hmm. It's it's all over the news right now. And so I think that if, if you invest courage in people, it'll actually help push That's them good. to chase their dreams, to fulfill their calling, to fulfill the, the desires that God's put inside them. Also, learn their love language. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people don't know how to receive love because they receive it in all different ways. Yeah. And, as a leader, I have found that I have a, a team of people that are built differently than me, that are wired differently than me. And one day I found out that um, from another leader that a lot of them didn't feel uh, 
encouraged, didn't feel loved, didn't feel accepted around me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm the love guy. Yeah. Everybody should feel yeah, loved around yeah. me. And I, So I gave him a, a love language test. In case you're listening, you can go online and Google five love languages and take it. And it'll assess the five different ways people receive love. Yeah. And I found that a lot of my leaders. Quick thought there. Yeah. I heard they're coming out with a sixth one. No way. Yep. Sixth? No you ready way. for it? Yes. This is this is, <laughs> this true. is true. This yes. is true. Okay. The sixth love language is social media post. <laughs> oh, really? Like posting about somebody on social media. Wow. Like that is now something that people crave. They want a post about themselves. Like they want somebody else to post about them. Wow. On I social that. media. Yeah, that's that's got to be a millennial thing. Isn't so. that crazy? I know. <laughs> that's great. Sorry. Side yeah, note. no. Uh, and if that is your love language, please let us know as well. Um, <laughs> but I found that a lot of the leaders that were feeling a deficiency in their life were actually ones that needed quality time. Yeah, that's good. I'm a words of affirmation guy, so mm. I would give them, hey, you're doing a great job. Love you. Thank you so much for being right. here. Thank you for serving. You're, you're sacrificing on a weekly basis to be here to help us you know, fulfill what God's called us to do in the city. And then I found that that wasn't enough for yeah. them, which that would fill my love tank, right. but that didn't do it for them. So I ended up scheduling a phone call with these leaders, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a week, and just listening, yeah. spending that quality time with them, and it changed everything. Which kind of hits on the point of track it, to where you were able to assess your leadership of, and, that, and that's what leaders do, as they assess their own leadership. How can I be leading better? How can I be, uh, you know, the people that are under me, the people that are following me? How can I best lead them? Um, and, you know, it goes with that that first point that we talked about today, which is which is track yeah, it. Like, absolutely. man, how are you guys feeling being led by me? You know, what does that look like? And for you to be able to say, okay, I need to adjust in this area, or I need to become better in this area, um, I think is a huge you know, benefit is a must really for leaders to constantly be assessing, man, how can I get better? How can I do this better? Um, how can I reach better? You know, so I think that's a yeah. perfect way to, to track it as well. And you have to be willing well. to receive that feedback yeah. without being defensive. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of leaders will get defensive. They isolate. They only surround themselves with the cheering section. But if you're, yeah. if you're a leader and you want to continue to grow, you'll allow... And that's that, the key, continue yeah, to grow. You have yep. to allow feedback in your life and you have to allow to... You have to respond to it knowing yeah. that, hey, this is for the benefit of myself and my team. Yeah. Let me go back to the first um, kind of bullet point you had under coachship. You know, you talked about um, pouring into to people and, and leaders that are seeking it out that are wanting it. And I think we've all had that person that we've been pouring into and we feel like it's just not clicking. Something, mm-hmm. you know, something's going on. Like, it's just not there. Either they're not seeking it out, you're the one that's constantly seeking them out. Um, you know, but it's like, okay, well, I don't want to just give up on them. I don't want to just throw them to the curve. Like, what what's the balance of that? You know, is there a time frame to where, man, I'll give you two months, and then if you haven't clicked at that point, it's yeah. it's out? Um, or, you know, the, the not giving up on that person means maybe you're not spending as much time with them, but you're still praying with them. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I think you have to you have to understand where you're at as a leader and how much time you have and your time is very valuable and so um, if you're a young leader and you're a uh, let's say you're in college and and you have an incredible amount of free time man invest in anybody that will listen invest in anybody that will give you a listening ear but um, the more that you have responsibility over you're going to have to learn how to manage that time so if I extend myself out 
and I'm pouring into people that are just, uh, maybe their ears are closed, they're not wanting to hear it, I'm going to have to refine how I'm going to adjust my yeah. time schedule because literally there are people that God has probably placed in your life an assignment and maybe that person is just not the right person mm. to be investing your time in right yeah. now. Yeah, And, no, and you'll know that. You'll know that. Yep, I love it. Cool. Anything else on that that second point, Coach It? All right, we're going on to the last point, which is honor it. Uh, the fifth and final thing of um, ways that leaders can stand out, ways that you can stand out as a leader is honor it. Yeah, I think is honor is one of my favorite things to uh, develop a culture of honor. I think it's very healthy. It's it's missing. I think dishonor uh, runs rampant in organizations. It's easy to gossip and to slander mm. and to backbite, to always find and, and kind of hone in on people's inadequacies. Yeah. But honor doesn't hone in on people's inadequacies. Honor hones in on the highlight of heaven over someone's life. It, it, it focuses on the gold that they have, the 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 giftings that they have. And, and so in a culture of honor, it, it helps you to uh, remind people of who they are. Yeah. There's so much discouragement That's out good. there. There's I like so that. much slander. There's so much... Uh, you know, failure and, and mishaps. And so people are walking around feeling discouraged, yeah. feeling overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden, honor goes, hey, I'm going to remind you of who you are. Mm. You are not defined by this setback. You're not defined by what happened last week. You're a leader and you have you have to bounce back from this. Yep. And honor chooses to see the best in somebody. Wow. And so I think in an organization, you know, the more that you work with people, you get to see the best of them, you get to see the worst in them. Right. But... You have to choose to see. Um, you have to choose to see the highlights. You have yeah. to choose to see what um, what what God sees. And so, and yeah. sometimes yeah. in a in a so in a good. circle of uh, like family, you know, it's really hard to honor you know the ones that right. are very close to you. Yeah. But I think if you can learn how to see the best in them, learn how to, that um, as a leader, you must lead with honor, not just talk about it. You know, it's easy to say, "Hey, we want to, we want to do this, and we want to champion this." But I, I believe it's not just talking about it. But it's, it's. Uh, when I was young, I worked for a leader, and he said, I told him everything I was going to do, and he said he simply listened after I talked for twenty minutes, and he said, "Show me, don't tell me," and that was the end of the wow. meeting. <laughs> so wow. I walked away with, "Oh my goodness, this is intense. <laughs> I've got to actually just, you know, put my money where my mouth yeah. is." Yeah, and so. Uh, some tangible steps in showing honor. Um, some things that I did. I I remember recently I received a, a small per diem for uh, a funeral I did, and hmm. there was three other people that were a part of the process of the funeral here at our church. We had a sound guy, we had someone that was playing music, um, we had someone that was helping in the kitchen. Yet they the family only chose to honor me with some money. So what I did is I took the money, broke it split it in four ways, right. and I handed it equally to everybody, which I didn't have to do, yeah. but I wanted to start saying, you are as a val- you're as valuable as I am. Yeah, that's good. See, it's not just acknowledging people that are on a platform and the people that are out in front, but it's it's making sure that people in an organization know that they are just as valuable yeah. as the main communicator, as the person that's yep. behind the scenes, the, the janitor that's yeah. here when nobody else sees them. It's the people that are setting up for the meeting. It's the people that are in the nursery helping out yeah. in kids' ministry. Like, they're just as valuable as what's happening right here, right now. So, so like, honor isn't based off title or position. Yeah, honor is not just about what you said, title and position. Honor actually helps level the playing field and helps everybody in an organization feel like they are a part of the team, they're a part of the goal, they're a part of the vision. And so in an organization where it's only 
the the person that's celebrated is the man on the stage is the person up front that's always in the limelight honor actually helps bring everybody yeah. into the light it helps everyone's bring, just yeah. as important as everybody's yeah. important everybody has a position and everybody's celebrating yeah that's so great. you always got to make sure that you start pointing out the people and honor them in front of people you know yep. honor them in front of your organization and and even the people behind the scenes they're the ones that need honor the most yeah they're the ones that are never given any accolades they're the ones kind of behind the scenes but without them you can't do what you're called to do yep and I love that because I think a lot of times we we hear the word honor and and a we either think it's based off title of position I'll, I'll honor the top guy mm-hmm. or I'll give my respect to the boss, you know, but anyone under me or anyone equal to me, they don't deserve the honor. They don't deserve um, that. And I love that, too, because it's, you know, what you said earlier, that it's not just about, uh, you know, it, it's finding the strength in that person. It's finding the, yeah. you know, the thing that, that stands out in them. And a lot of times, you know, especially I feel like my generation, the millennial generation, is we'll, we'll see something that we don't like about a person, and then we say, oh, I can't honor them now. Yeah, I can't respect them now because there's that one thing, you know, that they don't like the first six months is perfect and it's awesome and it's easy to honor them because you've only seen the positive and the good things. And the moment that one, you know, bad thing comes in, it's like, oh, great, I need to look for a new job. I need to look for a new church because I can no longer honor um, and respect, you know, that individual, which obviously is not the case. You know, as you said at the beginning that it's, it's, no, it's finding the strengths. It's knowing the strengths in that individual and honoring those strengths. Everybody's going to have the weaknesses. Everyone's going to have the faults, you know, that it's hard to get along or whatever. It's hard to um, look past, but real honor says I'm going to look past those because I see the value in his strengths. That's right. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. That's so good. Cool. I think that's, that's it. That's the five that we have. Pastor Jared, any other just wisdom? I just feel like you're a wealth of knowledge, and I just want to open your brain up and put it on the podcast. Yeah, I'd say... Other than babies. Yeah. We don't need any more babies. I have five children, so if you're out there and you're... Uh, if you'd like to send an email to Pastor John, um, you can do that and just encourage him about having children. No, I appreciate and, that. Uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. We're, we're moving on. Thank you, guys, for listening. That's all I got. Thanks again for taking time to grow as leaders. We are looking forward as we continue to build our culture in student ministries.